Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, June 4th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I don't know by the time this comes out if James is going to be sending out a message or not, but mm. we are going to break the news now just in case uh, James doesn't do it until tomorrow. On, I guess that's Sunday, June 20th, yeah. you, me, and Grace, we're going to the mothership. We are <laughs> taking over this week on Broadway. We've got some very special things going on. The normal TWOB panel um, is all pretty much indisposed, so they're calling up the B team, and um, we're going to be bringing you... A show that should be kind of in our wheelhouse. We think we're still working out some of the details, um, but it should be very fun. We will be sending yeah. out information, and for the first time ever, we're going to be inviting people to interact with us via the Patreon. I will be keeping track of comments that we get during the recording. So um, if you want to be a part of that, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Mm-hmm. Should be good. We will probably get in trouble and never be asked to do it again. Yeah, it's our after dark <laughs> today oh, on Broadway. Except for it's like, it's like 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, but either way, exactly. uh, should be fun. So come and join us on Sunday, June 20th. All right, Ashley. We had a ton of random news drop on Thursday and some of it was incredibly extra random. So let's get into all of that. First up, the AP reported that producers Joey Parnes and Nicole Fossey, of course, the daughter of Bob Fossey and Gwen Verdon, are currently working on bringing a revival of Dancing, which was Bob Fossey's tribute to the art of the aforementioned Dancing, to the Broadway in 2022 or 2023. Tony winner Wayne Salento has been selected to direct. He was actually in the original company of the show and was in Fosse's last Broadway show, Big Deal. Now, Ashley, it's important that folks uh, not confuse this show, which opened in 1978 and ran until 1982, with the show Fosse, which won the Best Musical Tony in 1999. The latter was a review and tribute to Bob and his career and, you know, the, the big musicals that he brought to Broadway. Dancing is very much not that. It was choreographed by Fosse. He won a Tony for it. And it actually features an ensemble dancing to a bunch of songs from a wide variety of artists. Everyone from Johann Sebastian Bach to Neil Diamond, to Carol Bear Sager, Classic to George combos. M. Cohan, yeah, and, and Kat Stevens. Um, talk about random. Uh, <laughs> the producing team does not plan to make many changes to the show at all, other than perhaps some new orchestrations, and they do plan on perhaps including a tribute to Fosse in the show as well. Casting is apparently set to start in September. Now... This sounds like a weird one to me, Ashley, but Fosse is yeah. having a bit of a uh, he's having a bit of a posthumous moment right now. Yeah. So perhaps this will be successful. It ran for four years originally. So and, and Fosse ran for a number of years, two or three years. I think two years, because uh, I think this is like 20 years since it's closing this year. Yeah. It's it's okay. I guess maybe somebody is asking for this. I would probably prefer Fosse to come back I, rather than dancing. I would also prefer Fosse to come back. Uh, uh, but you know, this is it's certainly an interesting piece. I knew nothing about it until your introduction there. So 
I'll I'll take some weirdness, I guess. I will tell you true story. Um, for my 18th birthday, one of my theater friends got me the cast album for Fosse. Oh yeah, I didn't really know what it was, but it was like the reigning. It had just won the Tony for Best Musical a few weeks before my birthday. Sweet. So they're like, oh, this might have been. So uh, that was my first real introduction to that Aww. show, even though I'd, I'd known, you know, Cabaret and, and sure. uh, probably Cabaret more than Chicago at that point, um, but uh, but Chicago as well. But either way, dancing, trying to come to Broadway. But here's where the weirdness continues. Because yesterday, it was announced that the Nederlanders are co-producing a stage adaptation of Michael Uslan's memoir, The Boy Who Loved Batman. Uslan, who will provide the adaptation of his own book, is most widely known for being a producer of all of the Batman movies, beginning with the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton original back in 1989. Nice. He's also done a little bit of comic book writing. Not much. It doesn't seem to be super great at that. But this stage adaptation is tentatively titled Dark Nights and Daydreams, which <laughs> is quite possibly the worst Ew. title I've That's ever really, heard for a show. Really bad. There was there was another show that just had a <laughs> horrible title. I can't remember if it was you and me talking about it or me and James. <sighs> but this one's up there. This one's really bad. I understand what they're doing with like Dark Knights, like that's the nickname for Batman, yeah. but like no, not great. But obviously, Ashley, I am Broadway Radio's resident comic book and True. superhero nerd. True. But this interests me not at all. It seems like a vanity wow. project from someone who has a lot of money but no actual theater experience. And I, I will be surprised if it makes it to Broadway. And I will be even more surprised if it is any good. If it is, I will be the first to admit that I was wrong. Um, I'll make a note does, for later. Then, yeah. Yeah. I did, this just doesn't seem to be the thing that makes the sense. Yeah. Or I, dollars. Or, or dollars. Maybe the yeah. dollars, honestly, since there's a Batman movie of some form every four and a half minutes. But yeah, the new one, the new one, um, is going to be coming out next year, I believe. Yep. It's called The, the, the Batman, Batman with, with, Robert, with Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so it could feasibly make money. It sounds not good and that title is horrific um i can't shake yeah. the title the title no, the t- i hope the title is the worst part of the show <laughs> yes for their sake, yeah but. all right actually the final story in this segment is the only one that i can imagine that anyone outside of the immediate family of anyone involved is actually excited about <laughs> and that is the fact that BCEFA announced yesterday that the Broadway flea market and grand auction will return this fall and in person. It'll take place in the theater district on October 3rd. Ashley, I love the idea of the Broadway flea market. I would love to get my hands on some of that random merch Mm -hmm. that shows up there. Like, I spend way too much time on, like... Etsy and eBay and offer up yeah. and sites like that trying to find random things Broadway related or otherwise. But even in the before times, I would have been hard pressed to get in the middle of that big conglomeration <laughs> of yeah. theater people. Um, and certainly I would not probably want to do it following COVID. And I put following COVID in quotation marks. Sure. Um, so if there was a virtual one where I could find really cheap, cool things um, on eBay, I would do that. 
this seems like an amazing thing that people love that is not meant for me. Mm, have you never been to the flea? I've not. No, because it's always usually in like September. Yeah. And I don't I don't go in September. That's very uh, true. Yeah. So no, but uh, uh, it's yeah. an experience. I feel like everyone should do it at least once. And by at least I mean only once. <laughs> I I love the flea, but I have to like psych myself up for at least two weeks before it because it's a mess. It's an absolute mess every single time. I'll do it as often as possible, but it's exhausting. It's cramped. It's usually still pretty hot because it's like New York, September and like yeah. f- false fall. So yeah. I, I don't know. I got the when people sent me the news this morning, I just like gagged at the thought of being in the flea in normal circumstances, let alone after a huge pandemic where people weren't yeah. allowed to be within six feet of each other. It just sounds like my nightmare right now. But they'll get yeah. my money. They always get my yeah. money. <laughs> of course. And, if, and, and that is an important thing to mention is that every dollar donated during the Broadway flea market and grand auction does go specifically to Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS to help yeah. those across the country affected by HIV, AIDS, COVID-19, and other critical illnesses to make sure they have healthy meals, life-saving medication, emergency financial assistance, housing, counseling, and more. And honestly, Ashley, if I the were best. to be in town during a Broadway flea, that might be enough to get me there. I know I there talk a big go game about like hating big crowds. This is why I never go to Disney, even though like I can see the lights of Disney from my house. Upsetting. Um, but D- like Disney supporting doesn't need BC- your money. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. But BCEFA, like that would might be enough to get me to go. Well, there you go. You got some time to book your trip. Let's mm. get going. Yep. Maybe I'll wait to twenty twenty two. You can All see right. it, it you can see it in tandem with dancing or whatever if it's out by then. Can I though? Yeah. Um anyway, Ashley, let's take a break real quick to talk about our friends over at Upstart. We all know what it's like to go to the mailbox every day, and all people actually get in the mail anymore is bills and junk mail. Maybe if you get an Amazon package or something like that, but if you're opening up an envelope, chances are it's either a bill or something that you're not actually opening or just throwing in the trash. You need to look at your credit card statements every month, even if you dread doing it, and I don't blame you on either account, but Upstart can help lift the weight of looking at your credit card statement off of your shoulders so that you can find feel the relief of being completely and utterly free of credit card debt. It's always just a bill when I open my mailbox. Let's be realistic. I'm, I'm just a bill. <laughs> I'm just a bill. Yeah. <laughs> With Upstart, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, you can use it with just a five-minute online rate check. You get your rate up front for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. You receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. I've talked about it in the past that I checked out Upstart last time they were a sponsor. And that's all correct. I got a loan within five minutes and could go from there. Yeah. That's amazing. It's such a great option, especially if you're finding yourself drowning from all of the other bills and loans that you have to pay off. So 
Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Once more, go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's get back into some more of the news that we got on Thursday. These news pieces all have to do with theater happening either in New York that is not Broadway or somewhere else around the country. First up, Off-Broadway's MCC Theater announced their 2021-2022 season on Thursday, and it features some very interesting names. First up, they will open the season with Nollywood Dreams by Jocelyn Bayo and directed by Sahim Ali. That will start in October. Then, beginning in January, there will be a new musical written and performed by Van Hughes and Nick Blameyer called Space Dogs. Then we will have Here She Is, Boys by Anna Naguara and directed by Mike Donahue. That will begin in April. And then we will have Soft by Danye R. Love and directed by Whitney White with performances starting in May of next year. The season will also feature a spring production of Uncensored, which will be presented by MCC's Young Company. As always, actually, MCC is out there bringing some really, really talented artists together to create yeah. an exciting season, and especially at their new theater off-Broadway space with two right. great theaters. I've seen shows in both of their spaces. Yep, really, really fantastic. MCC is one of the best. Uh, 100% agree with that. This is such a great season. I love so many of these people, especially like Danielle Love, uh, Joc- uh, Jocelyn Bio. I will see everything that they put on forever. I will probably see everything that mcc puts on for now and forever so classic classic combos for me yeah absolutely let's stick off broadway it was announced yesterday that the tony winning play the play that goes wrong will reopen off broadway at new world stages on october 15th of 2021 tickets are available now and apparently very expensive. Well, everything at New World Stages is always really expensive. <laughs> I mean, true. you're basically paying Broadway prices yeah. to go to New World Stages, Absurd. which is very, very annoying. Absurd. Uh, but some other places you can see shows that are restarting um, starts with uh, me- the Mean Girls Tour. I love me some Mean Girls. I'm very open about my love for Mean Girls. Do. They will be relaunching their tour on November 2nd in Tempe, Arizona, before continuing on a 40-plus city tour across North America with more dates to be announced shortly. The tour casting will be announced at a later date. I'm hoping that a lot of the folks that were in the tour when things closed down go back because I really liked that cast. I think the show actually worked better with some tweaks that they did for the tour um, mm, than it did right. on Broadway. Uh, not necessarily comparing the cast, but I think the, this cast... Um, really did a great job of making those changes make sense and really work on stage when I saw the tour. Resident Mean Girls correspondent, Matt yes, Tamanini. I did sit four rows behind Casey Nicola when I saw it yeah, in previews, so I feel right. like some of the knowledge and appreciation for the show um, seeped, I, I absorbed out of, seeped yeah, out of via his, osmosis. Yeah. Yes. Went from his bald head to I my bald head. I was going to say it. And, <laughs> I, that, that's where I stopped at his. I was going to say well, from one shiny bald head to another. That's so, fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm totally... <laughs> I'm totally aware of my baldness. He actually, I keep my sides short. Like I, I shave them every other day. Mm. He lets the sides grow out like my grandfather did. But okay. The top, I see. the the tops of our heads are very similar. But 
anyway. <laughs> that's that's you know all the comparisons of you and Casey Nicola. Uh, yes, uh, he is very talented. I am not. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Moving on. Um, going from uh, the the national tour of uh, of Mean Girls to one of the biggest and best regional theaters, the Outdoor Muni Theater in St. Louis, announced on Thursday that they will be opening their season in July. At 100% capacity, which I believe as of last count is 537,000 seats. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's 11,000 11, seats um, uh, will be open. They had previously been expecting to only be at 60% capacity, but the City of St. Louis Health Department made the changes to the capacity restrictions. That means when you go to the Muni to see Smokey Joe's Cafe in July... The Sound of Music, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, On Your Feet, and Chicago in August, you will be jam-packed. Now, don't forget that they two of their shows that were going to be a part of this season have been bumped to next season. Those are Sweeney Todd yes, and Mary Poppins. Yeah. So, I have not... I've never been to the Muni. I, I have haven't an either. I haven't either. And Grace talked about... Grace and I talked about this the last time... I think the last time the two of us were yeah. on together. Um, I know she loves it. I just... I, it's been on my theater bucket list to get there and it's never happened so much yeah i have an aunt that lives in pretty much downtown ish st louis um and it's beautiful old brownstone but yeah. i've never been there so i need to uh figure out if i'm gonna do that this summer if i'm gonna wait for sweeney todd because i, I love me some sweeney i probably gotta wait for sweeney yeah, that'll be I my trip <laughs> i know very good all right maybe it'll be a, a tob road trip yes there. let's do it all right, Ashley, let's finish up the show with a couple of recommendations. The first one is the fact that HBO released the trailer for the Cuban Rent documentary, that which we've talked about before, um, yeah. Revolution Rent. It'll air beginning on um, June 15th on HBO and HBO Max if you want to stream it. And this chronicles Andy Senior Jr.'s um, production of Rent in Cuba uh, a, a few years ago. And this will mark this, uh, the celebration for the 25th anniversary of the show. Very excited about that. Check out the trailer in the show notes. And then finally, again, I don't know if this is necessarily a feel-good recommendation that we have to have this. But it is a feel-good recommendation, the fact that it happened. Because yesterday, Black Theater United and the Williamstown Theater Festival announced the, participa the participants visiting luminary artists and guest, guest professors participating in the inaugural Early Career Black, Indigenous, and People of Color Theater Makers Program, which will be a new central component of the festival's training program. It was launched with the support of, a, of some really nice uh, donations and was one of the cornerstones of one of the plans that uh, Black Theater United wanted to do in trying to mm -hmm. impact how young people in the theater are brought into different areas of theater making other than just performing um, each participant will be embedded with a specific wtf department this summer working alongside seasoned practitioners while also learning as a cohort in a classroom uh, combining seminars panels and structured mentorship with the founding members of btu which is like 
literally every major um, black theater artist. The visiting luminaries, as they are called, um, includes the aforementioned Sahim Ali, the great uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell, two-time Pulitzer Prize winner Lynn Nottage, um, uh, Clint Ramos, uh, who is a Tony-winning designer, of course, and a number of other people. So very excited that this is actually um, getting started now. Um, when it very could have easily been pushed off to next year. Sure. But these are the types of things that these organizations, which we try to point out as much as possible, were designed to do. They want to make substantive changes. We talk about it all the time. So many of the theater companies around the country, New York and elsewhere, are really good at sending out platitudes and social media <laughs> messages. A press release, and that's about exactly. it. P- putting up a black square, and then exactly. they're done for the year. Yeah. But this is the type of thing that the organizations that are actually led by people of color are designed to do. And I'm so, so happy to hear that they are actually uh, making these things happen. Absolutely. All right, Ashley, that is all that we have for today. Thanks so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody, don't forget to head over to Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. So you can get in on all of the This Week on Broadway goodness, of course, this week with James, Peter, and Michael. And then I guess it would be in two Two weeks weeks from this Sunday. I think it's Father's Day. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I I don't care about my dad. Anyway, uh, no, I'm just kidding. He's great. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I love my dad. He's the best. Uh, Clip that Uh, and send it out to the Tamanities. No, he's good. Um, But anyway, um, we will be there providing you with um, some patented Matt, Grace, and Ashley roundtable reviews and uh, lively and Gen X, Millennial, Gen Z discussions. (laughs) Of course, of course. What what the people pay for. Exactly. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Monday.